Today is July 26, 2020. It is damn near 100 degrees outside. Yeah, just about. <laughs> I am joined today by Michael Shahan. Did I say that right? You said it right. You got it. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad I did. I butcher names sometimes. Um, Mike Shahan is a purple belt out of 10th Planet Portland. Um, he actually trains at the base Vancouver sometimes as well in the Gi. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're also the owner and creator of Asgard 503, um, which is an awesome company. I've been, like, cruising your page quite a bit lately. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear, like, how you got started with that and um, your jiu-jitsu journey and stuff. So when did you get started in jiu-jitsu? That's awesome. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. People don't really think about jujitsu and how much of a chunk of life it takes, like, out of you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's weird to think back that, like, I started, I started 26 years old. Well, I think it was, like, right before my, 20, my, right before my 26th birthday. I was 25 years old. It was at the end of the year. And I'd actually wanted to get it back into shape. Um, and I'd started working out a little bit here and there, uh, just at like a regular gym and, uh, actually got really into spinning for a while. Yeah. Uh, doing spin classes, which are super fun, by the way. Is that, um, can you describe that a little bit? I'm trying to like get an image of, is that like some kind of cycling? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cycling, but like in a class and like they play like really poppy music and like you, Oh, that like, stuff makes you yeah. sweat. Oh, dude, it is, <laughs> it's amazing. And also, I had, like, a, I had a really good uh, spin teacher. She yeah. was great. She played, like, super poppy, fun music. It was a half-an-hour class. I would do it right. I would go, I would leave work, go right, and go do my spin class. And uh, and then I'd go lift weights after that. But, uh, but, yeah, like, so that actually, that surprisingly helped a lot because I, it gave me, like, really killer cardio. Yeah, no uh, doubt. But uh, yeah, so I was getting back into shape and I actually started listening to, I stumbled upon the Joe Rogan experience. He's always and, talking about jujitsu. Yeah. And <laughs> Almost every was, episode you listen to, he's yeah. like, yeah, Ed Bravo, jujitsu. And this isn't, yeah, and as we were talking right before uh, we started uh, this interview, um, we uh, were saying how, like, I started listening to, like, nine years ago, like, people think of Rogan experiences as, like, $200 million thing that just sold to, to uh, was it, uh, Spotify. But this was back when he was on his couch. He was still sponsored by the Fleshlight, uh, stuff like that. Didn't really and, have anything. Yeah, exactly. It was just him and Brian Redband just, like, fucking around. Mm -hmm. So, but he kept talking about, like, how great jujitsu was and how, like, it's a, it's a great way to get in shape, to learn self-defense, 
to and find yourself a 10th planet school and so I found myself uh, I lived in uh, Albany Oregon at the time and so I actually found a 10th planet school in Corvallis uh, that was back back in the day they had these unofficial schools called hot boxes they were usually ran by like a blue belt or a purple belt and this was ran by uh, Louis Donadio and his uh, uh, father that were both blue belts at the time and uh, they they had a small class uh, twice a week and so I showed up there and my wife came with me and I fell in love with it right away. Yeah, it's pretty addictive. I, I actually fell in love with jujitsu very fast too. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, and it, it's weird, right? It's weird like when you get the bug, you like you really get that bug, right? Like it, it, you're like, what was that? That was awesome. I yeah. sucked at it. It was horrible. I got strangled. But it's really fun. I think it's like the adrenaline and like the endorphins and like every it, you feel so many different feelings when you're doing jujitsu, that it's just like it brings you to this like super happy place. <laughs> you yeah, know? it really does, right? It like that. Like I, I've said it before uh, when I was doing our promo video. There's like there's nothing like that feeling, like after an open mat or after like a, a good or bad class, like. I, the worst day on the mat is still the best day. It's still better than not best, doing it. Just, yeah. Yeah. Than, than not being on the mat. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it's it, the people that don't understand it, don't understand it. But the people that understand it, like, oh, yeah, they get yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get it. So um, how long? When did you start at Tim's Planet Portland? Uh, so They've actually had a few locations now, haven't they? Yeah, we're actually so. I've been I've been, been to the new one. I haven't been to the old one. So, uh, my wife and I moved to Portland six years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we started at when they were at a place called uh, Rose City FC, and it was an MMA gym that at Ten Planet had classes out of, and that was their second spot. Their original spot was at Alive MMA on uh, Woodstock. Nice and. And that was back when, I think, Phil was still a blue belt then. Oh my gosh, that's and, so long ago. Yeah, yeah, blue or purple. I think there's some pictures of him as, like, wearing a blue rash guard there. He's but, a genius, uh, yeah. man. Yeah, that, so, that, Phil uh, is... and so that, that was the original. And then uh, I came in when they're at uh, Rose City FC. I did I actually did a uh, Scott Epstein seminar there. Man, and he's got I, some crazy stuff, too, the uh, executioner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That thing hurts. Oh yeah, oh, yeah very much so. If you ever roll Sam Hardy, Sam Hardy's uh, a nasty, nasty brown belt out of Atlanta, Portland. And, I watched uh, him on um what was the last thing he was on? The um Combat Jiu Jitsu Worlds. Yep, yep. He did great. And, uh, I was hoping he'd make it all the way, but it was nice he advanced at least once, you know. Exactly. No, he's a nasty brown belt and uh, a hell of a nice guy too. And, but he's got a really nasty executioner, like, that, he, he's got that thing. <laughs> That's such a painful submission. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, I would say it's almost worse than a, uh, A twister. Twist, than a twister, because you kind of see that the twister setup takes a while, but the executioner is just like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, my, my neck and back are twisting the wrong way. Yeah, they're gonna get broken at the same time. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and then we, uh, then they moved to upstairs at their location at Foster, downstairs in the full building at Foster, 
and now we're at the, the newest iteration of uh, Tent Plant Portland at their uh, place. That's uh, a hell of a gym too. It's such a good yeah. location. Yeah. I um I've actually been there a few times uh, getting ready for competition. I've been um stopped in there for a few open mats, and nice. it's always nice to see the mats so packed and like everybody's just bringing it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have uh, we have some pretty epic uh, open mats back uh, before COVID. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're always fun and. It's great. That's one thing I really like about the Portland Jiu-Jitsu community is how like people will be in there from Impact, people will be in there from Kenzos, people will be in there from SDG, people will be in there from you name it, any gym around, they'll come in. Yeah. And it's re- and it's really cool. It's it's, it's, it's awesome th- that like there isn't a whole lot of like gym rivalry per se in Portland and everybody kind of it's great like get to know yeah everybody trains together right yeah it's kind of like thriving up in Portland um I go up there sometimes to train and I absolutely love it and have a great time every time and everybody's just so welcoming uh it's really not the same down here in Eugene because it's like kind of a smaller town but you know like I still get open mats when I'm able to (laughs) not with COVID obviously but (laughs) yeah it's just not the same though. Like uh, all the gyms don't train together at all down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I hear I hear similar stuff like that in like certain like they don't openly train at a lot of places. Like I hear in LA, it's kind of it's kind of like the unsaid thing is that like they don't openly train, but like behind closed doors, I've heard stories of like super high level guys training with other super high level guys oh yeah they have to oh yeah they really do yeah it's it's really interesting yeah so uh, let's talk about asgard 503 and uh some of your athletes and stuff how long or how long has that been a thing for you so uh i've been running asgard 503 for three years now um i started it up because i wanted to find a way to give back to the jiu-jitsu community in a way that was was given to me like i i've gotten so much self-growth and so much out of jiu-jitsu that i kind of i wanted to find a way to like give back and one of the ways i can give back is through sponsoring athletes and to do that i started a clothing brand called Asgard 503, um, that is, it's more of a, I also saw a, an opening in the community that there wasn't, you see like a lot of iconography of like Bushido and, uh, Japanese and Chinese and. Yeah, that seems to be really common, um common themes amongst the jujitsu like clothing labels and stuff like that and um yeah that's one thing that intrigued me about asgard because it's like totally different like you're literally like the only viking as fuck label out there (laughs) it's pretty badass to you it's funny that you say that because that was our very first t-shirt it's so cool (laughs) and where i got the idea from that was uh you know caveman coffee right yeah so they have they released a uh, t-shirt that was pirate as fuck. Nice. And I saw that, and we were like, "Hey, we should we should come up with something along those lines." And so we did. And I before we even did that, I actually messaged uh, Tate Fletcher, the owner of K Man Coffee, 
And I was telling him that I was starting a clothing brand and that I wanted to make this shirt. And I was like, hey, I don't want to bite your style. I don't want to like take your thing. Would you mind if I came out with this t-shirt? And he was like, dude, he was like, to be 100% honest, I actually stole that idea from a t-shirt that was literate <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. It's, and so, and he was like, yeah, man, go for it. And so that was the start of it. And it's, it's a great idea. People obviously yeah. love it. Yeah, and, and it's kind of, over the years, it's kind of morphed into a few different things. We're still we're still a young company. We're still, like, trying to find our voice. But it's, and people have actually had people ask me, like, well, I'm not, I'm not Norse. I'm not, I don't, I'm, I don't have uh, that, uh, that uh, lineage in my uh, history, can I still wear it? I was like, yeah, man. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. Than, it, it's more than just what what your nationality is. It's it's more of a feeling. It's more of like that that ever-growing feeling of not backing down from a challenge. And, I think and like, taking the, yeah. that's like when I first uh, heard about that and saw that you were doing the Norse thing, that's immediately what I thought of. Because uh, like, Vikings are tough. Like, <laughs> Vikings are warriors, you know what I mean? That's what I thought of, and, you know, it's nice to, yeah. like, it's open for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not just, yeah, it's, that, and that's kind of what I wanted. And as being, like, an Anglo-Saxon mutt myself, like, I, I was kind of, like, looking for something that I wanted to wear, and I was just kind of wasn't seeing a lot of the stuff that I wanted to wear, so I started designing some stuff and putting it together and then coming out with stuff, hired a couple of designers that have, I turned some of my ideas into actual things and was able to uh, come up with some uh, original designs and then kind of go from there. So Your stuff looks great. I actually saw that you're on uh, BJJ Tees right now. Is that correct? Yes. How did you uh, yeah, get a I deal actually, with them? So, um, really, really cool thing. Uh, so the jujitsu community is really cool. The jujitsu yes. apparel community is just as cool. Yeah. Um, so I actually met, uh, Nick, one of the owners from, uh, BJJ Tees online. And cause somebody had bit one of uh, my uh, designs and they loosely copied it. And I kind of went off on somebody and on Facebook. It, it wasn't my proudest moment, but I'm human. And uh, he actually messaged me. He gave me a private DM and he was like, dude, just let it go. There will always be more designs out there. It's, it won't be the first one. We'll, and this isn't, uh, he's like, I've had it done to me multiple times and it's just, it, it'll be okay. And he kind of like talked me down a little bit. And then it was really, he didn't have to do that. And, but he did, and he was really, really cool about it. And so him and I have been friends ever since. And oh, that's we, awesome. Uh, we, yeah, we, uh, um, we actually met him. So he runs the booth for uh, BJJTs, and when they were in Fight to Win, when Fight to Win came to Portland, I actually got to meet him face-to-face finally, and really cool guy, uh, and uh, really, really awesome. Like Him and I have very similar philosophies as far as business is concerned. And so it was just, and he actually reached out to me. He was like, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna upload other brand stuff to my website." Yeah. And so, would you be wanting to do that? I'm like, "Yes, definitely. I would. I would definitely love to do that." 
That's a great way to put your stuff out there. I know um, BJJ Tees is actually pretty big too. Yeah, they're they're one of the one of the big boys in the uh, in the jiu-jitsu community for sure. Especially being linked up with uh, Fight to Win. Yeah. Um, and they they do booths everywhere. Um, their base is out of I think out of California and out of Chicago is where they have their two main hubs. Yeah. And then they like and then they do as many as many events as possible and stuff like that. But uh, they're really really good people. Nick is a really really good guy. And uh, but yeah and. It's, it's funny that you asked about that, about, like, uh, uh, other brands and stuff like that. Like, uh, I'm actually friends with uh, uh, Edgar, uh, one of the owners of uh, Eager Ones. I actually so, haven't yeah. heard of that one. Yeah, Eager Ones is another. They do a lot of um, design for uh, schools and gyms, but mainly they do a lot of 10 Planet schools, but he's done a bunch for other schools as well. And uh, I've always wondered who comes up with the designs for like the Tenth Planet logos because they're all so awesome. So he's done. I probably would say he's done about twenty of them. Yeah, that's pretty so, awesome. Yeah, he. Um, so he's done a bunch of them. Uh, Mike Mons is another guy that I've become friends with. He's done a bunch of them as well. He designs. He designed all the most recent uh, rash guards for uh, 10th Planet HQ. Nice. The ranked ones. Who made the Corona ones? Because I absolutely love them. <laughs> that, that that would be uh, uh, that'd be eager ones. That'd be Edgar. Oh, that's uh, so awesome. One. Yeah, he, he made those. I, I actually uh, was able to uh, pick up one of those. I saw you wearing it in that picture you sent me, and I was like, man, those yeah. are so awesome. <laughs> I know um, I've been over to Mike DeWitt's uh, at 10th Planet Springfield a few times, and he has one too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And then I think I saw, um, who did I see wearing one? Oh, man, I was like, I want to get one of these. <laughs> I don't really, yeah. I train um, at 10 Planet School sometimes, though. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, actually, like my old school, um, Nathan Walner was the professor at my old school, and then he moved out to Newport. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I've known Nathan since he was a, I believe he was a purple belt at the time. That's awesome. I met him. Yeah, I, I met him quite a few years ago. And yeah. And I've been friends. Um, I was actually down at uh, HQ when he got his black belt. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it was it was really, really cool. It was, uh, it was after, I believe it was Gracie. Back when they had Gracie Nationals. So yeah, Gracie and he won Gracie it. Worlds. Yeah. And, yeah, and I was, I went down there and... Um, with all of our uh, Template Portland people, that was my my first big um, tournament that I went to. I ended up losing. I had like a bunch of buys for some reason because the bracket was all weird. And oh so, yeah, yeah. And then I actually I got tapped, and uh, which sucked. And uh, I actually have hard. this weird analogy about buys because it happens to me in IBJJF a lot too. Um. Yeah. It, it's just it's weird it's right weird. Like, yeah like it's kind of good and kind of like like well i want to roll but like if i can get to the top of the uh, uh food chain a lot faster and i only have to roll twice that's cool too like yeah <laughs> but uh it's funny the guy that tapped me actually i'm friends with now like pretty good friends with on facebook now so he's out of uh template in tucson i'm great and, friends uh, with some people that have tapped me <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I I competed against Krista from your school, and we're like great friends now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. she's awesome. Yeah, she's she, rad. She actually used to yeah she uh, uh, she actually used to live with us for a little while. 
Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, she she's yeah she's really good people. She's super fun, super tough too for for being a for being a, she's probably a good forty pounds lighter than me. Like yeah. she's a really tough role. She's she's a nasty nasty role, and I really appreciate roles with her for sure. Yeah, it was awesome, man. I had a blast rolling with her. Uh, it was like an absolute division because like there was nobody. We did grappling industries, and there was, like, nobody the same size. So she's a little bit bigger than me, but we still, like, had a blast. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's super, super durable. Like, you really have to, like, put it on her to get her to Yeah, it's really. I, I, I definitely appreciate that when I'm rolling with people that, like, the durability. That don't like, just tap, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, I actually have to, like, slap the submission on. I was actually going to ask you um, about, like, do you uh, compete often when there's, like, competitions around and stuff? So I stopped competing uh, a couple years ago. Um, I uh, I actually got my ankle popped in a competition, my very last competition that I did. Oh man, and, I'm sorry about uh, that. That uh, sucks. I still have a I still have a day job. Yeah. I actually run. I run a foot pedal for uh, uh, my welder. You need uh, your I'm ankle. Welder. I'm a welder. Yeah, I'm a welder by trade, and so I run a foot pedal, and and it was kind of like a big awakening to my ankle was fine. Couple, it was just sore for a couple days. It swelled up and it was sore a couple days. But I, it was kind of just like, oh man, if this had been like way worse, I there's a potential for me to not have a job. So I kind of, and I like, I don't know, like I'm in my 30s now, and it just I don't heal as fast, and <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't put as much time, especially working a full time job and owning Asgard five, running and owning Asgard five hundred three. And yeah. I also own a print shop on the side as well that I print stickers and banners and stuff like that. You're a busy guy. And, yeah, and having a wife and a life and stuff like that. It's just like I couldn't put as much time into training yeah. as I wanted to to be at a level that I could represent my gym. Yeah, totally. That's understandable. It takes, like, so much effort to, like, train for a competition mentally and oh, physically. Yeah. And then also, like, you got all these young bucks out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little 18-year-old yeah, black belts. <laughs> God, seriously, right? It's just like, and that was just it, too. It was just like, I didn't, I didn't have the time and the energy to be able to put it into it. And so I never felt good going into competitions, for the most part, except for that last one that I did. Yeah. I felt really good. And, but it was just like, that injury coupled with just like, what am I doing? Like, what, what's my purpose of doing this because I think that uh, I think one year I competed in something like 12 competitions in one year oh wow that's a lot that's a really good amount yeah it was literally every competition I could like go to anywhere close to Uh, like I drove up to Seattle that year I I did everything I could get my hands on and but uh, but it's just like it's just that's not what I want for my jiu-jitsu right now right now it's mainly just I just have fun with it, and after I took that competition aspect out of it, I kind of, like, floundered a little bit, and then I had this, like, reawakening of, like, oh, yeah, it's just as fun. Like, yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to take it as serious. I don't, like, it, I can play around with it, and... It can be a whole off. lot less stressful without, like, all oh, this, yeah. like, pressure and stuff. Like, you, you go under a lot of pressure, like, when it comes to, like, competing and stuff. There's so much pressure. It actually does become a little stressful, but... Uh, yeah. It is fun. It's a great experience to like test your skills and stuff. I actually, oh, sure. I, I, yeah. I definitely recommend it for anybody that wants to 
see how they stack up against like other people in their area for sure right yeah i love to compete still it'll probably be a little while i actually am enjoying the time off and uh, i'm still like getting a lot of experience just like watching videos and you know doing secret jujitsu here and there uh there's like so many different ways to like get better at it and I'm I am mad though like missing out uh worlds. I was gonna go down to California and do worlds this year, which sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 a big thing to like do those big, big competitions. Yeah. Um I had some friends go do uh worlds and uh they were like Yeah, so <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> It's amazing, man. It's like you're in yeah. jiu-jitsu stardom. Like, you're surrounded by all these, like, famous athletes and, like, flow grapplings there. It's just a whole different, like, feeling. It's like, oh, my God, I'm actually doing this, but... <laughs> yeah. I'd I love to go to, like, one of those bigger events to go to, like, Nogi Worlds or go to just, like, I don't know. I really do want to try and go to, if it even happens, I really want to try and go to ADCC next year because it's going to be down Yeah. Uh, they're doing nice. one, and this year in November, I believe, it's if it's still on, um, I'm going to try to make it out there if I can uh, and try to compete. For the trials. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, but I was just talking about it on the last podcast with Charlie because um, he's going to go out there too, but in the women's division, it's like there's two weight classes, right? It's like six, Which is, 63 yeah, kilograms. That, yeah, it's... Really need- it's they really kind, need like way more weight class. It's kind of bullshit. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so well, it's, because you have, it's it's not fair. You have people like Gabby Garcia that wants to compete. Yeah. And you have her going against people. Somebody that who's one hundred thirty-two pounds. Like I said, it's sixty-three yeah. kilograms and above, and then sixty-three kilograms and below, and that's yeah, one hundred thirty-two pounds. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a huge, huge difference in weight. And the people that say, "Well, weight shouldn't matter," like. It does to a point. Like it does. Like yeah, you're getting smashed by somebody who knows how to apply pressure. It's hard, yeah. and it's you draining. Put two, you, you put a 240 pound black belt against a 170 pound black belt. Odds are the 240, if they're at the same skill level, the 240 guys probably gonna beat it. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's it's awesome. Do you do gi a lot? Do you like training in the gi? So, uh, uh, Juan Bernardo, uh, uh, black belt under, uh, Dean Lister, uh, moved to Portland a couple of years ago and he actually got me in my first, he got me training in the gi. So my friends, Amy and Ryan from, uh, the uh, base, right? Uh, yeah. From the base, they got me up there because, uh, Ryan was getting his purple belt and I was like, Hey, I'll, I'll put on a gi for, Ryan getting his purple belt, and so I did, and I was like, wow, that was really fun. I got color choked all the hell, and... <laughs> it's uh, a different experience, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and, um, but then, like, that happening, I was like, what is this new thing? I want to try this new thing, and Juan started doing a Saturday class at uh, 10th Planet, and doing a key Saturday class, and so I started going to that, and I was like, this is really fun. So, it, and all it was was more jujitsu at the time. It was like, I had Saturdays off at the time, so I would go and it would just be one more day. I could go in the middle of the day and have a nice ski class. And then I would also, from time to time, I'd go up uh, uh, before COVID and uh, train at the base with Chris 
Nice. And up there, he has a really, really great group of people up there to train with. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think like that was the same uh, like mindset I had about it when I because I started in the gi, but I like actually like came to love no gi like just as much, yeah. and I looked at it as oh I'm just gonna do another day of jujitsu like this is this is cool, <laughs> I'm gonna train without the gi for once but um, no nah, I used yeah, to wrestle all- in high school so it's like kind of similar but totally yeah, different you know. <laughs> It's it's so weird. You see the people that like talk about like they'll argue one or the other, and like if it if your jujitsu's good, like I saw the best post was it if you put on or take off the gi, your belt level shouldn't change. Absolutely. Your belt levels. Yeah. And I was like that. That's the perfect way to put it. And I felt like my belt level changed two places when I had put on that gi that day. And totally. I was like I need to figure this stuff out. Yeah, I and actually so, am way more technical in the gi I can it's funny because I like to tell people like when you when you do no gi like your no gi will translate to the gi but you can't translate your gi stuff to no gi to like that much you know what I mean like there's so many different things in gi that are like you know different than no gi I use a lot of no gi moves in gi though and they work out very well for me <laughs> oh yeah, and, well that that's that's the same thing with me. Like, I my I don't do a lot of grips because I still don't know a ton of the grips. Yeah, and like they're not, very valuable. <laughs> yeah, and so, but I'm also learning to use the grips. I'm like, oh wow, like this move is so much easier when I'm I can grab the belt and I can grab the back and I can, and then that actually happened to me. I was doing uh, a pass and I kept getting caught in the gi and uh, the guy that kept catching me in it was like it's because you're in the gi he's like you roll no gi mainly don't you he's like like, yeah he's like yeah because you turn your back and you used to be able to slide through and they can't grab anything but here i can grab your belt every time and i just did twice in a row it's like oh yeah (laughs) so but it's those little things you don't think about right yeah like being able to like grab the 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 sleeve or the collar or the yeah I like to go to leg drag and barambolo a lot, so, like, when I started training a lot in the nogi, I would, like, I'd try to, like, do leg drags and, like, barambolos and stuff, and it's like, what is going on? <laughs> to, like, grab their hips and their shoulders and stuff, but... It's funny, it's funny that you bring up barambolo, so I never baramboloed ever up until, like, a year ago, and I started doing it more in the... In, Juan taught it in gi class one day. Yeah. And it wasn't really sticking. But then he taught it in no gi, and it really stuck for some reason. And now it's become like, oh, I'm going to like do this every time I roll with somebody over and over and oh, over yeah. until I get to their back. And if you like, do it every single roll, and yeah. you get good at it. That's like my, uh, my goal right now when I roll with people like here and there is barambolo. Like if if I'm playing guard or something, like, I want a barambolo because, like, if I get good at this, then, you know, you're going to be taking people's backs like crazy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's also just, I think it's kind of like an underrated pass, too. It really uh, is. Because people see it as, like, so technical. But, like, look at the Meow Brothers. Like, they, they live and breathe and die by that stuff, and they're so technical with it that they, they're passing people's guards like crazy with it. 
Dude, you should check out. Did you uh, watch Joao Meow again? Scary Tonin Nogi. It's. I don't think it's ADCC. I think it's like some random. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to shoot it to you after this, but it's amazing. Yeah, please do. Yeah, it's just like. Joel like trying to Baron Bolo Gary the whole time. It's <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> Those guys are really good at it. Yeah, they're they're. I, it's really cool to see that done at such a high level. Do you ever see the match? Um, I, was it Joel, uh going against um, uh, uh, TJ or not TJ? Um, who's the uh, California kid? Uh, Ty Rotolo? No, no, no. Uh, UFC fight. Uriah Faber. Oh, Uriah back Faber. At, uh, yeah, back at back at that sug. He, he. Who did he fight? It was one of the Meow brothers. I forget which which Meow brother was. I actually didn't see that. It's on sug. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on one of the sugs. Um, and he's baromboloing the entire time, and <laughs> Uriah is like just shutting it down. That's so he's awesome. Literally, just like he's baromboloing over and over and over and over and over and over, and it's just like. He was going to get that, and yeah, Uriah is basically like running from it. And that's his like goal. It down. Yeah, that's his goal. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I um, there's like yeah, I'm still trying to figure out Nogi. <laughs> it's like completely yeah. different, but yeah. I I had a really good friend, uh, one of my very first training partners, uh, tell me. Uh, uh, I asked him because he was training, he was training like he and then training Nogi as well. And I asked him, I was like, so how are they different? How are they the same? He was like, so you know baseball basketball, right? <laughs> they both use a ball and they both have a set of rules. Yep. And that's about it. Basically. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, wow. And he's, he wasn't wrong. Like, the more I train them both, like, he's, like, as much as they are similar, they're almost a completely different sport. In my opinion. Oh, that's exactly how I explain it to people, too. Especially, like, in competition with, like, IBJJF versus submission only. It's totally different. Yeah, because you that the point system and all that, like, yeah, it's... And, and <laughs> I have a really good friend, uh, Kelly Sandal. He's a really, really good black belt. And um, he, uh, it's funny, um, he does, so he grew up in the, he started up in the, uh, um, IBJJF world, and he can literally roll with somebody and count the, his points in his head while he's rolling with somebody. Nice. That's it's, yeah. It, that's yeah, pretty hard. That's so hard to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's well. Yeah, he's he's super intelligent dude and very very good grappler. He's got a wicked nogi barambolo as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's uh, uh, and when he was telling me about that, I was just like. Jesus, dude. He's like, well, that's all the competitions I had at the time. Like, that's what I... So, I, our school is so heavy in IBJJF, and so it's just like, you need to know your points, because you need to know if you're up on points, and yeah, like that, so. The teams that train and compete for IBJJF, they go hard with the point system. Like, mm-hmm. they literally well, will it. have, like, the rule set on the wall. <laughs> when you walk yeah. in, it's like, okay, we're gonna train, like, takedown, passing, and uh, holding position. <laughs> And that makes sense, right? Like I said, it's like it's a different sport. It and is. Like IBJJF is a completely different sport because you're trying to get points with sub only. Like you're hunting for that sub that entire time. Like that's all you want, right? Yeah. Have you ever dabbled in MMA or anything like that? Um. So I've done like jits with hits and just with mitts. 
um, a couple of times. That has such uh, a good ring to it. I just gotta yeah. say, I've never heard it like said like that. I'm like, wow, that actually sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, my buddy uh, James Gammon talked me through it a couple of times, and uh, it's fun. Like, it made me realize, uh, and I was training with MMA fighters, it made me realize how slow at the time my jiu-jitsu was and how how much I like to hang out positions. Oh, yeah, and totally. you can't do that when you're getting popped in the face. Even if it's, like, 10%, you're still yeah, getting, like, popped you gotta in the move. face and popped in the body, and it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, I need to speed up my jiu-jitsu. I need to – I can't stall out here. I need to move faster and move more and, uh, and, and get those controls better. But uh, it also made me realize I never wanted to do MMA. <laughs> oh, MMA <laughs> is so rough. I, I don't think I would ever do it. I, like, actually train yeah. – uh, well, I was training with some of the girls that um, fought out of Art of War and, like, doing jits with them and stuff and doing oh, nice. striking and stuff. But, like, man, <laughs> I don't think I could ever do MMA. Uh, well, I'd probably do combat jiu-jitsu, though. Yeah, no, and that's cool, right? It's yeah. Cool there's all these, like, smaller, like, I think Eddie, like, somebody, oh, I think it was uh, Gordon Ride made some comment uh, about the uh, that last... Uh, overtime tournament that they just yeah had. i thought it was he awesome i thought it was amazing too but eddie made or not eddie but uh gordon made some comment and this is gordon being gordon um, <laughs> he's always talking crap on the internet yeah, yeah. but uh, he made some comment it was like eddie comes out with a uh new uh, uh a new tournament that favors his guys and we win it because Ethan Carlson won and i was like or you can look at it this way, dude. It's just another tournament that you can compete in. Like, yeah, exactly. You can compete in it because you didn't want to compete in it, so don't compete in it. Like, if you like a rule set, compete in it. If you don't like a rule set, don't compete. Exactly. In it. Like, He's doing yeah. different things to like open it up. You know. Exactly. He's making just, opportunities. Like he's literally creating like opportunities, and if people like it, people are gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it just gives people more, like, it goes back to what I said before. Why why would I train in the key? Because it's more jujitsu. Why would we have an overtime-only tournament? Because it's another thing, because people think that the overtime is one of the more exciting parts of jujitsu, right? So Those guys, like, barely even broke a sweat. Keith Krikorian yeah, yeah. killed it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah. he's a beast. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, it was really fun to see him. I was I was definitely rooting for him. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. I love the Grace and Danielle match too. It was like really crazy watching Grace get her black belt. I was like, oh my gosh, yes! I didn't know she was a brown belt until they announced yeah, it. Because yeah. the last time yeah, she, I watched her, she was uh, getting her purple belt at Quintet. And yeah, she's, um, she's a little beast. She actually, uh, uh, JM and uh, Zach came through uh, Portland. Back when uh, Zach did, uh, or not Zach, but uh, JM did uh, 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 sub. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and they did a uh, seminar, and uh, uh, Grace actually got a role. I, I didn't get a role with her. I got a role with uh, JM, who's a great role, by the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, I didn't get a role with Grace, but like just seeing her, like she's she's that level. She is. She's on another level. A year and a half ago, two years ago now. Yeah. And so, but uh, to see her, like, tear through those women when they did that uh, quintet at, uh, in, like, was it Japan or China? Yeah, she's fighting black belts as a purple belt. And and, and winning it. Yeah. 
trapping them. That yeah. was the crazy thing. It's amazing. Yeah, she, yeah she's, she's a huge inspiration. She's so tiny, too. So I'm like, I'm tiny, yeah. too. So I'm like, oh, my God, you can do it. <laughs> I get <laughs> no, all excited. That, that was one match that I was very, very excited to see because Daniel Kelly is a savage. She, she trains with, yeah, she's she's on fire right now. She she had that, uh, that fight to win that was, what, like 28 seconds or something? Yeah, like with that. the heel hook. Yeah, and, and she's she's a phenomenal grappler. And yeah. she's and she trains with some at a really really tough school, and she did so. And but that match was just like it was great. It was such a high level match to see. Like if either of them made like one ounce of a mistake, the other one was going to get the tap. But they were both on their game so well. It was awesome to see. Yeah, uh, I was actually when you mentioned seminars, I actually like. I have this huge appreciation for, like, 10th Planet Portland because, like, you guys do so much for the jiu-jitsu community and you guys have, like, the best seminars. Like, uh, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it, it's, it's really, really cool to have a, uh, have a have coaches that are really into every having seminars done by everybody. Like, yeah. Um, uh, Phil Schwartz and... Uh, um, uh, Sam Hardy and the the rest of the uh, the coaches there they they find the top guys and they get them to do seminars at our gym like we've had Craig Jones you guys have had probably, Craig Jones several times like yeah at least I think that we, almost every time that uh, mm-hmm. before COVID every Nogi Summit suck, he, yeah yeah he would he would do seminars yeah our Nogi Summit that's that's Phil he's he's the head honcho of that one and. We, we got Marcelo Garcia. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, it's pretty we, amazing. We had Coyotera. We've had uh, James Foster uh, from Foster BJJ up in Seattle. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. He's a multiple-time uh, world champion. Um, we, we've had some really, really, really great seminars. And it's and we, we've had, we, and we have Eddie Bravo probably once every other year. I and took so a, a Marvin Castell uh, dark arts training camp. Uh, he comes down to Art of War sometimes and, like, yeah, does Yeah, I've seen those. I've been meaning to come oh. down trying to get in there because Marvin is so good and he's he's got a... 100% him, worth I, it. Yeah. yeah, him and I are, like, a similar build. We're a little, little bit longer limbed and probably about the same height. Yeah. And so, like, if it works for him, it would work for me type thing. Oh, yeah. So he, he's definitely one of those guys that I watch out for and that I... I watch a lot too, and he, his his Instagram is great. Oh that's, yeah, that's his Instagram is awesome. He's like such a cool guy. Uh, him and Kirsten, I like I rolled with Kirsten uh, when she came down too, and it was super fun to roll. She's a beast. Nice. She's a purple belt now, which is awesome too. <laughs> yeah, if you get the chance to do a dark arts training camp, do it. It's totally worth it, dude. He'll he'll run your ass. It's like drill. Like he's just constantly drilling you nonstop, and then. Yeah, it's literally like some of the most intensive like jujitsu training that I've ever gotten. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's just like nonstop drilling. Uh, it was cool. We learned like a Toriando pass and like this specific guard pass into like a truck entry. Uh, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was awesome talking to you. Uh, do you want to add anything like before we take off? necessarily uh just check out asgard 503 um check out our sponsored athletes uh we have uh, quite a few of them you want to uh, drop know, some names 
yeah, so just uh, like Ryan Hart, uh, Amy Hart, um, Stephen Chang, jeez, uh, 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 we, we've sponsored... So many. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we actually really do. If you look at any of our uh, recent Instagram posts, I usually tag all of them in the, uh, in the post description. Um, but yeah, give them all a follow. And uh, a lot of them put up some pretty good content. Um, a lot of them are uh, either they train at a gym or they uh, uh, own a gym or they uh, um, teach at a gym. So uh, yeah, uh, give them all a follow. Um, if you can, give us a follow on Asgard503. Check out our website. Um, COVID kind of slowed a few things down for us, but uh, we're going to be coming out with some new uh, ranked rash guards here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the plan was back in March, but uh, COVID kind of put a halt on a lot of stuff. And so- Oh yeah, totally. Uh, so we're, uh, we're kind of uh, reassessing how we're going to uh, handle the rest of the year, but uh, we hope to have them out next couple of months you guys are gonna uh, come out swinging yeah um and uh yeah and also check out uh um other uh, uh check out our stuff on bjjt's as well and uh, check out their stuff and uh yeah just support your local brands and, and, and uh support your local athletes man. i like cannot wait till i can start like sponsoring people that's like a huge goal of mine uh so, like, it's really awesome to, like, talk to other people that are doing it. Um, you're the second person that I've talked to that, like, has a little company that's, like, sponsoring athletes and stuff. The other one is, like, uh, X, Y, and Z Co. Um, she's actually, like, trains out of Unity in New York. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and it's just, like, super inspiring to, like, see what people are doing for the community. And uh, I really appreciate that you do that. And uh, it's awesome, man. <laughs> Yeah, and anything we can do to help out when we when we can help out, and like we we, we sponsored a couple of uh, um, tournaments before, um, and uh, that's so we awesome. Try and do what we yeah we we try and do what we can uh, when we can. Uh, COVID's put some uh, weird things in the way with not a ton of tournaments going on and not a lot of events going on. So yeah, it's super little... slow right now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but we're still out there. We're still. We're, and I know a lot of people have uh, switched to uh, training in their uh, garages and <laughs> training in it, – it's funny. Jiu-Jitsu's kind of gone back underground. Mat clubs. Which, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to, like, so, you know, not tell anybody. Don't post on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Even though you still see people posting on Instagram. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing with Instagram, right? Yep, totally. <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much. It was awesome talking to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate doing this. This was uh, super fun. It was awesome. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yep, you too. Yep.